This is Casual Battle. Imagine if you didn't press that the entire yeah, time and we I, had a whole conversation. Did I tell you about the time I did that? Yes, oh, you did. I, yeah, Wait. that was not a fun day. And your guest is like, thank you for wasting an hour of my time. I forgot everything I just said. Well, <laughs> and the guest was actually, I'm a lot of my ending. Um, the guest was actually a uh, uh, staff member here oh, who's known me for no. years. And it's like, damn, that was embarrassing. That's a bad impression damn. to leave. And then, yeah, but that wasn't, that was my day. Well, That's okay. Anyway. Hello, you beautiful individual. Welcome back to the show. It's BC Babbles, and this is another episode of Casual Babble, your delve into the culture of the unprofessional. And with me today is a friend who's been here before, and uh, we have shared experiences together. Yes. That we will be discussing today. And she's back in the studio with me today. Please welcome back Sam Masale. How you doing? I'm okay. Good to hear. Good uh, to hear. 2023 has schooled me. 20- it has been an interesting start to the year. Yeah. I'm in Hands a place down. in my life that I've never been before, but mm-hmm. through through that comes a lot of change, a lot yeah. of adapting to change. It's yeah. been necessary. From what I've heard, and it's in the you're here for two reasons. One, because we need we need to catch up. It's this been a hot true. minute since we've seen each other. Yeah. And secondly, because you gave me a teaser of a story. Oh that my based god! Based on the teaser alone, <laughs> I'm like, I need to hear this thing in full. And it, the moment has to be captured. So what better way? I would be happy to than, tell you and yes. to tell anybody listening. So All right. let's start with the first part. It's been a hot minute since we've seen each other. Okay. We did have a little catch up. Was it before the new year? It was. It before was before my birthday. So early December. So preface to anyone who happens to have not seen the last episode, Miss uh, Sam was on with us. Um, Without mentioning any specific names or any other specifics, you and I have both worked for a company. We worked for the same company. We're allowed to say that. We're And one that we no longer both work for. Nope. We both have parted ways with the company. Granted, one of us was asked to leave. Sorry, told to leave. Um, the other was not. I and left of their own volition. <laughs> so. It's amazing they didn't ask me to leave, though. Like, all things considered, Yo. I was one of the lucky ones. Um, but I did quit that job in December with having nothing lined up. And now I'm here at the end of February. Mm-hmm. I still don't have a job. And I'm about to explain why I'm here. Now, I've, I have had similar situations where I've left without something lined up. I needed a break. I needed to reevaluate. That's what realign I Realign myself. And it was very helpful. Super helpful. And, and granted, getting back onto a steady stream after that was bumpy. Understandably. Because, you very know, hard. you know, you, you take that risk when you don't have something immediately set up for you. But sometimes the reprieve is just necessary regardless of the it circumstance. It is so worthwhile. There yeah. were so many other things in my life that I was consciously ignoring. Mm-hmm that I was putting aside because I was so overstressed with work. Had I jumped into another job, as I'd been used to my entire life, like I've always ever quit a job having something else lined up. Yeah. I've never done this before. Mm. There were other things in my life that I was consciously ignoring. And yeah. this kind of forced me to restack my priorities. Mm. So this is, it's been purposeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh I'd be happy to tell this story, though, if you'd like. Ooh, I want to hold off for just a moment. I know it's good. I know it's good. Um, but I think we should both touch on kind of building up to where leaving a certain environment is important. Yes. Now, again, you and I left on very different terms. I was told to leave. 
I made a mess. I made a mistake. I was told to leave. But you and I caught up again back in December, mm-hmm. and we were discussing kind of how things had shifted since you and I were last working together, yeah. and how and talk a little bit about what what kind of built up to you making the decision, you know what, I need to put space between myself and this environment that is no longer really catering to me. That's an excellent question. Yeah. Okay. I knew that I hit the point where I needed to leave. Um, I don't know how much is oversharing on this show, but I found myself self-medicating a lot. It got to a point where it was really unhealthy. Yeah. Primarily with alcohol. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know the culture at that company whose name we're not going to mention. Binge drinking culture is mm-hmm. huge. I was doing that way too much. Yeah. Finding myself in the cycle of feeling angry and frustrated, always behind, always late, feeling terrible. Why am I doing this? Why am I unhappy? I wasn't happy with the job. Yeah. I was trying to make up for it in my free time mm-hmm. by having fun. I was making myself sick. Yeah. So I hit a certain point, probably at the end of November, early December, like of burnout that yeah. was undeniable. Yeah. I was kind of forced to admit my life is unmanageable yeah. and I need to change something. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing or the first thing in front of me that I could think of that would be helpful is, you know what? I have a little bit of money saved up. My birthday is around the corner. Yo. Christmas, New Year's. I want to enjoy my life. Sure. So I'm just going to quit. Yeah. And I did enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. And then come the new year, my car broke down. It was in the shop for four weeks. Yo. So I spent pretty much the entire month of January on house arrest. I got mm. it back on the 26th. Mm. So January 2nd to January 26th. Wow. At home, alone, every day, Yo. no job. I was re-quarantined. <laughs> Unrequited re-quarantined. I watched so many movies and I listened to so much music and I listened to so many podcasts and I did so much baking and so much journaling. Yeah. Oh my God, I've spent so much time at home this year. <laughs> you know, and granted, I think a lot of people would argue, you know, journaling, listening to music, you know, oh, watching healthy. good things. It's healthy for the soul. In moderation. In moderation. I was going to say, is was is there such a thing as too much good stuff? Well, I also did these things because I didn't have a choice. I mean, like I was isolated. Yeah. I live on the far side of Charlotte, like very south, south, south Charlotte, mm-hmm. almost South Carolina. Yeah. I have people out there enough, but it's also the dead of winter and people work. And I just had all this free time. Like this is in conjunction with not having a job. So all day, every day, it's just do whatever I want, Mm. I guess. Yeah. Same thing. But alone, granted, I do Mm. have a roommate. He's not spending a lot of time at home right now. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. But for, I would say 95% of the time, Mm -hmm. it's just me. Gotcha. Now moving forward. Now, Again, you teased me this story. Oh my god! And the tidbit garbage. I got, I was like, "This, this needs is so because this, this, this story is going to tap into so many conversations that need to happen on this show, and really many of the reasons why I started this show, which is how sometimes, and I'm, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to be using air quotes here, quote unquote, professionals sometimes. Uh, how do I say? Um, not manage themselves, but the way in which they choose to engage perspectives. The way they conduct themselves. Yeah, conduct everything. Thank you so much. Conduct themselves. Sometimes the way they do that is subpar of expectations. Well, go ahead and take it from there. I was disappointed, and I'm the one who's been unemployed for two months. Okay. Yo. So I finally got my car back at the end of January, which puts me in a place where I can go out and apply for places that aren't within walking distance. Sure, yeah. So at the beginning of February, I applied to be a server at a country club in South Carolina. Cool beans. uh, Which is not far from where I live. So 
they call me into an interview on mm-hmm. February 9th. Yeah. I have all the dates lined out. Just, Ooh. Just keep, okay. keep along. We're getting, um, we should got receipts. I like receipts. Yes. February 9th, I interview. I get hired on the spot, which sometimes can be a red flag. Yeah. But at this point, I, income's income, and I need a job. Need also, a little something. It was a serving job. Sure. So that's not super surprising. Yeah. Especially at a club like that. I've worked in a country club before. Mm. I got hired on the spot there, too. I was there for like seven months. It was a great job. Yeah, okay. So I decided to make the switch back to food and beverage okay. uh, because working an office job is it's not for depending me anymore. On the, depending on the office. So, and granted, when it's very cubicle style, you're definitely looked at like a number. That's all I've done for the past six years. I'm yeah. Tired. So make the switch back to food and beverage. They asked me when I can start. Yep. Uh, they wanted me to start on a Saturday. So February 9th is a Thursday. Mm-hmm. They want me to start on the 11th. I'm like, shoo. I'm going to be a bridesmaid in a wedding that day, so I can't. How about the following Saturday, the yeah. 18th? Sure, we're on for the 18th. And it has to be a Saturday? It has to be a Saturday. Okay. They said a Saturday or a Sunday. They wanted me to see how busy the club can get, and the busiest time is on the weekend. So okay. that's reasonable. Set expectations. Yeah, but that still leaves a little over a week of me just not doing a whole lot of anything, yeah. not making money, and I'm already out two months of not having income. Right. So the 18th, I'm banking on it. I'm being patient. They tell me that they are going to send me an offer letter that has non-disclosure information and other onboarding stuff that I need to fill out before mm-hmm. I can start on site. So on the 14th, which is a Tuesday, it's after the wedding, I no longer have stuff that's captivating my immediate attention. Sure. So... On the 14th, Tuesday, I call and I'm like, hey, I didn't get that paperwork. Can you send it over to me? Sure, no problem. We'll get in touch with our HR department. What's your email address? I confirm my email with them so I know they have it. Mm-hmm. And granted, they told you you were going to get it anyway. So it's not like they would say yes. that without making sure they had the contact you info. You would hope, right? Right. Um, I also confirmed my phone number. Uh-huh. Uh, three days go by. It's now February 17th, the day before I'm supposed to start. And right. I still haven't gotten mm, this. So okay. I call again and yeah. I speak with the same people, the same two people. Um, and they tell me they're going to send it over. And February 17th, you would think that they would have made a decision by now. Right. So Well, the decision sounds like it was made when they said they were going to send you an offer. That's what I thought, too. And if it was retracted, if you accidentally overhired, just let me know. Right. Just do that. It's a waste of my time. February 18th comes around. It's the day before I'm supposed to, or the day that I'm supposed to start. Yeah. I call and I can't get in touch with anybody. How convenient. Right. Uh, The 19th, I let it lie for a day. I plan on calling on the 20th. It turns out they're closed on Mondays. So I I let it lie for about two days. Tuesday, the 21st, I show up in person Mm -hmm. to get this sorted Mm -hmm. out. And the food and beverage manager, who I'd spoken to twice over the phone, who I know has my phone number and email. Yep, confirmed. Is He just looks so awkward and guilty. He's like shuffling his feet. He's looking at the ground like, you know, uh, the reason why we didn't send that information over is... Turns out we didn't have as many positions as we thought, like basically uh-huh. saying they overhired. Yeah. Um, but I had to show up in person to find this to out. To find that out. And he told me, oh, so, you know, we've been trying to get in touch with you. Who? Who? Who's been trying to reach me? Give me a name. Can you show me like a call log or an email that was yeah. sent? Can you give me proof uh-huh. that you tried to reach out to me? Because I know uh-huh. I confirmed my phone number and email with you multiple times. I know you have it. Yeah. It seemed very purposeful, very intentionally. Yeah. 
it it wasn't a miscommunication. It seemed right. like a, we were hoping you'd get tired of asking and we wouldn't have to tell you. Oh, well, that's not very, very professional. Awkward. Well, then I showed up on site and you felt really embarrassed now, mm-hmm. didn't you? Damn. So it's like, I'm not upset that you didn't hire me. I'm upset that you told me I was hired, decided I wasn't, and then didn't took it tell back. Me. Right. Or took it back. And the, yeah, didn't tell me. Yeah. I had to show up. It felt like I was confronting a friend who lied to me. Yeah. No, I hated it. It was ugh. Like, felt very grimy. Here's what, and here's what I've noticed number, a number of times, too. There's there's this weird expectation a lot of times on the side of, of high, or people, of employers, people who hire, where there seems to be an assumption that we hold a higher than necessary or lower than necessary value to their communication with us. Yeah. It is a double-sided transaction. It is very double-sided. And me, even though I am somebody who was applying to your business, I right. am asking you for help here by asking you for a job. I am worthy of the same respect of my time right. and the same communication. Exactly. It's oh, so... And so, and, you're, and so we've experienced two sides of it, it sounds like. So with your side, it's like, well, for, and the, but here's my, and I wonder if this is legal too. Like there's to be a legalities to look there's into here. There's definitely a loophole here. Because it's, it, you can't go so far as to say, we're going to send you an offer letter. That tells me decisions been made, options have been reflected upon, yes. deliberation has been had amongst the hiring man to your face. That you're yeah. going to send you stuff. So why would I think anything different? Right. Why And then why would you not, you know, obviously when you're told that, when you're given that, not even just an assumption, you were told you're going to be hired. After two months of not having a job, by the way, this is like, right. it's, it's becoming an emergency that I right. need income. Right. It's, not, it's like, and for them to be like, and even, I know they didn't say it, but for the assumption to be like, oh, you'd get tired eventually of trying to contact us. No, you told me I'm going to get hired. So therefore I'm going to, for the most part, shut down other avenues. Yeah, I because did. here's the clear path I, I apparently did turn have. Down another position, and then I did circle back around once I learned that the country club had filled the position. The position that I was originally offered, they had filled it by the time I got right. back to them. Thank you. It's like, come on, and the and the other sides of it seems to be like, and this happened to me recently, where someone reached out to me three months. After I applied for a job, just let me know that I wasn't selected. Thank you. And I've gotten nice to a point. Slap in the face. I know it's like, and I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm gonna. Res- you sent. Me, you went to. You sent me a personal message on Indeed. You're going to get a personal message back. Good. So I re- re- I responded and I said, what did I say? I said, um, I I um I apply. No, what did I say? I don't even recall when I applied to this job. <laughs> I've had so why you're telling answer. me this now? Like, why? No, you're looking or at the like, message like, I don't even know who this company is. Like, who? Like, when? Like, who, when, why? Where? I couldn't find, like, the uh, thank you for your application email in my inbox. I, had, I looked for it. Couldn't find it. So, I like, had a situation like that, too, for a job that I applied to in October. Right. Yeah. It's like, why do you th- – is there is there an assumption on the side of an employer? And granted, it's, it's one of those things where I'm saying – where people, like, say – Men are like this. Not all men, obviously. So not all employers are like this. But is there this weird assumption where, like, I'm holding everything off in my life for three plus months, waiting for your response? Because the answer is no. I have moved on at this point. I have point. moved on. You would move on after three right. weeks. Three weeks. Because yeah. here's the thing: even though you, the employer, may not be on time, I guarantee my bills are. I have to move on. Yeah. The one the thing you can always count on is the bill. Yeah, the first of the month does not mm-hmm. wait for anybody. Exactly. 
And I can also find a way to segue that into my experience with men recently, but I'm going to leave that as a whole other conversation. <laughs> but it's like, yo, it's like, come, like, can you like set, have reasonable expectations. If you want us to respond to you quickly, again, like you said, it's a double-sided yes. thing. And I did respond quickly. And it, it in this instance, I mean, what you're talking about strikes me as just like general communication. I mean, with this instance, it's like, there was communication that I was supposed to be clued into. I had to show up on site to find on it site. Out. And granted, I applaud they, you. They for were that. ghosting me. It wasn't a miscommunication. It seemed very intentional. There's no way. There's no way. And, I, and again, I don't I, know. Like they have my contact information. Reaching me was not hard to find. They know my name. Right. They have a hard copy of my resume. Yes. They have my no. This wasn't a. There's there's you, no. We tried to reach you. and We couldn't. There's no. There's none of that. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing of the sort happened on their end. No. hundred percent not. It, it couldn't have. It couldn't. No. Because like here's the thing. It's it's a. It's it's. It's hard, because I don't know how to talk on it. <laughs> It's, it's, it's yeah. like, usually I'm very articulate. It's, and I it's can, also kind of hard for me to talk on it with anything except a gut feeling. I mean, like, do I have any proof? No. Aside from the fact that they have confirmed my contact information. Mm -hmm. I mean, do I have the call logs of when they tried to call me? No. But you have I, the call logs of when proof, you spoke to them. But at the same time, like when I showed up, the demeanor of the director of food uh -huh. and beverage, the way he looked, he would not look me in the face. Yeah. Those are signs of when somebody's lying. 100%. So that's all I need to run with. But now we're here. It is February 25th. And mm -hmm. I, the past couple of days, oh, might I mention us uh, since Wednesday, I've been sick. Today I feel better. But yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, absolutely folded mm -hmm. me. I thought I had COVID. Yeah. I tested negative, so we're fine. Okay. <laughs> um, and I feel so Thank much you. better today. But like the past three days, just sleeping 15 hours at a time. I bet. Which has taken more time away from me and yeah. gets us closer to the beginning of a new month. Yes. So I've been handing out my resume today to every business mm, imaginable. Yeah. I went into South Carolina and applied to places. You are hitting the table a lot. Sorry. <laughs> Very passionate about this. You are a very expressive person. I love that about you, but I want to make sure that our audio <laughs> no, is good. Right. Um, but like, no, that's just, that is a crazy story. And again, I applaud you for going in person. Some of these I places have to. like. At this point, I can't wait any longer. You don't, it's not a luxury that you have. No, no, you I'm, are, I'm out of time. You are in transit for, for new income and for a new means of survival here. Man. So let's use this as an opportunity to push you out there for when, like, just in case you're still looking when this episode comes out. What can Sam Sale offer to any future employer? I have been in customer service roles nonstop for the past six years in a bunch of different fields, mm -hmm. ranging from food and beverage, hospitality, healthcare, marketing, a bunch of different aspects of customer service. And I will say... And the reason why I didn't leave with this is because after the incident at the country club, I'm not considering any job secured until I actually start on site. Yo. But tomorrow I'm supposed to be starting a job going back to serving and bar backing. Thank God. Oh, thank God. You yes. see, you're good to go then. I think so. Okay. But never say never. Yo. <laughs> Again, I'm going to have to have you start dropping names because this is I ridiculous. I know. And not that I think it would happen again, especially with this restaurant. It's based in Tiga K, South Carolina. They really need help in their front of house. So I'm like, yes, I'd be happy to help. Yo. I am excited to go back to a job that doesn't have me taking my work home with me, so to speak. Okay. Um, like with office jobs, the last one I had, the one that you and I shared, mm -hmm. uh, and then the one before that, I felt like oftentimes there was always something waiting for me the next day. Yes. There was never enough Talk time. On it. Whereas 
in the service industry, it's like my work for the day, like once I clock out, I'm done. You're done. I don't need to take that home with me. I mean, unless something crazy escalates, but in my experience in restaurants, it just doesn't happen as frequently. Right. Um, I've also worked in hotels where mm-hmm. it happened once in a blue moon, but not that often. Yeah. Whereas with an office job, there's always an email that I didn't get to. And there's always a form I didn't mm-hmm. finish. And my last office job specifically, the same company that we worked for. Yeah. I always felt like I was behind. And there was never enough time in the week to get everything yeah. done. And you never realize in you never realize initially that there's quite that drawback to when that you're in customer service up. and your job is to have how do I say this? Like unique relationships. Cuz yes. like you you are the person that your clients talk to. It's not like me calling into Mint Mobile or Wells Fargo and I could talk to anybody who works for the company. Yep. Your clients are calling to you specifically. They Directly. have your number. Mm-hmm. And that's the downside because, yeah, we because I would say when you mentioned, you know, taking stuff home, I would say, well, we got to learn how to let things go. But when the role is that we have our own book of clients, exactly. that's the drawback. And every, every client had a different expectation. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were some people who only needed things once a month or never. Yeah. There were the best people clients. who needed things every other day or mm-hmm. every day. Um, yeah. There was one client I had that was a staffing agency. Mm-hmm. So they were always posting new jobs and taking down new jobs. I That's mean, I was lot. in touch with their point of contact every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. Yeah. When you had people like that in your book of business and you had to balance all these other people and you had to get to them within a certain amount of time mm-hmm. or with this company that you and I had worked for, I'll just go ahead and say it. Protocol changed all the time. Yeah, They were always changing the rules yeah. on how our job was supposed to operate. So once I got acclimated to one change, it was like something else changed. Mm-hmm. So I had to let my clients know about that. And yeah. I had to work that into my operating rhythm, right. how I went about my day. So I was always taking home that stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, my roommate, who formerly was my partner, he saw that right. in me. Like I was always taking my work home. It made for a really unhealthy balance in my life and well there's no balance really there is no balance and then i was making bullshit decisions Mm -hmm. in other places Mm -hmm. and of course that has nothing to do with my job that's just me being in my 20s and coming of age and learning what is responsible but but also when you have so much of your bandwidth already taken up then what you can only push the rest of that bandwidth so far so yeah you're gonna you're gonna lapse in places because you you're not unlimited you're not like all felt, encompassing. You don't have endless energy. I felt like I was giving out a lot of support and I didn't have a lot of it yeah. in my own network. And see, this is why I had to keep texting you because I'm like, I'm like I need to keep an eye on my girl Sam. Things were not good at the end of December. They like, are getting better um, through copious amounts of quarantining, like I told you. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about, sure, being in lockdown, so to speak, like I just... I was within range of anywhere that I could walk to. Yeah. I, I don't have a bike. My car's in the shop. I found myself reinventing the wheel and how I spent my time. Mm. So it was a lot more exercising. I work out every day now. It used to be more like an every other day thing, but now it's like consistent. Mm -hmm. I sleep a lot better. Yeah. Also being free of the stress from my last job, that's been amazing. Any of those clients in my book, I never have to think about any of them again. That is, that was the best part. talk with any of them if Ever. I don't want to. There's, Ever. there's one client who I did have an aptitude for and I follow his business on Facebook yeah. like just out of support, but yeah. I don't work for him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's so. one client that I still remember that I still hate with so much of my energy. And granted, I'm, st- I'm still, I'm, that's probably too much energy to put, but I hate him so much. 
hate him so much. And imagine if you did still work for that company, you'd have to fake rapport mm-hmm. and keep up with this person and meet their demands. And it's just, it's not worth it. Well, they were actually, they were actually about to can they were canceling out by the time I, I left the When company. people you didn't like would threaten to Ooh. cancel, like, don't let the door hit you on like, the way out. Dude, don't threaten me with a good <laughs> time, care. please, Jesus. No, especially with this particular case. Gee, oh my God. Please, but, it would be a favor to all of us if you just left. But the, as much, and as much as I hated the vernacular in which I did have to part ways with the company, at the same time, it's like realizing like two hours after that, oh my God, I no longer have 200 clients. And here's just, just in case you don't get it at home watching or listening to this, we're not talking about like a couple dozen clients. We're talking three digit clients. So we're talking mm-hmm. about nearly, oh, and yeah. in some cases, way when, more than 200 when clients. When I left, I had 198. Let's see. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's too a many. lot. That's, that's too a lot. Many. Especially that's, that's 198 people who are only looking to talk to you. Another thing I'm going to say about this, and um, we don't have to, talk too deeply about how this company operated, but what I will say is they had a high turnover rate. A lot of people were asked to leave, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and a lot of people also quit, but they did not hire at the rate that people left. So all of those transfer clients fell onto the backs of Mm -hmm. people who were still there. Mm -hmm. I told my manager, which by the way, I had two the whole time I was there. They broke up my team after six months. They split us up onto different teams. I was assigned to a new manager. I would tell her all the time, this is too much. I can't keep up. Yeah. And there was never a resolution. It's like, this is what we need right now. We have faith in you. You can do this. No, mm-hmm. I'm telling you this is too much. Yeah. Okay. No. So I just left. And then the 200 clients that I had fell onto the back. To of somebody people. else. Yep. And Sorry to be a part of the problem, but I had to. Yeah. And I did have a, have a moment after that where I was like, damn, you know, I don't know who these 200 people will go to. But I, I feel bad. up. But that's not on me because that's I don't have control over that. No, and take pride in the fact that you don't have to carry that stress anymore. Yeah. I And I will say, you might not be proud of the conditions that you left on, but out of our new higher class of five people, only one, one is of still them there. still works there. Only one is still one. there. The rest of us and, have left. And she's she's feisty, so I'm, I'm very proud of her. She's She's got a lot of gumption it's Brie, in here. It's Brie, right? It's Brie, That's yeah. what I thought. She's got a lot of gumption in here, and I, I, I knew she would be able to stick it for a while. She didn't think so. But, I mean, hey, it's almost a year afterwards, and she's Out still going strong. Out of the five strong. of us, she's the one who's most fit to be there, yeah. I would say. And so long as she's happy, like, <clears throat> who who gives? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to curse too much on this show. Who cares? If you're happy and you're making it work, like, power to you. This job we've seen yeah. did not work for a lot of us. Yeah, a lot of us. Which I think speaks more to the internal structure than it does uh-huh. to the people who were hired. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. It's not my job anymore. Well, here's something that like kind of alleviated me not long after on my departure. Because the second I began reworking with my um, uh, recruiters is the second I started hearing from every one of them. And I have like three or four since leaving where they've had multiple people come from the same place. <laughs> and the, one of them told me straight up, there is there is not a prestigious reputation outside the walls of that company. They have a bad reputation in the workforce. And, they, and so that, that, that did alleviate me because, you know, I'm thinking, God, you know, they're going to see my resume only four <laughs> months at this place, you know. But now I know, oh, I have a group of people who can objectively say, say oh, hey, the reason a, he's only yeah. been here for so long is because there's not a good reputation with this place. This is not a place. stable company to work for. Also, think of all the other people who have left. Like, so many employers have seen that company and seen it was a finite amount of time. I worked for that company for seven months. Yeah. The job I had before that was for four years. Yeah. There is a difference. Yeah. I would have stayed had I felt more 
like the role was more secure and solidified. Also, the money that I was pissing away driving into Uptown, I don't live close. You don't. Which, Neither one granted, of us do. When, when I started, I lived a little bit closer, but I still wasn't like in the city. I lived down Providence. But now I live further. Commuting into Uptown would take me like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I would go to my parking spot that I had to yeah. pay out of pocket for. Every month. Just to walk into that building. And those prices were changing too. I know. I forgot that the went price went up like 20 bucks. To 120. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I was paying more. I was paying 175 Jesus for my spot. Christ. I and was then by the time 100. they left, they had up to almost 200 bucks. Imagine paying money that's already been taxed from your paycheck out of pocket to have a parking spot. To park your car so you can go to your job. Right. That That's crazy. Definitely be part of the That's benefits. It's 100%. Gotta be. It's gotta be illegal. And well, granted, well, now, and we, so we, the place is in the center of the city, right? But now I work in South Park. How, so, how do you like it? So, well, and granted, I've been commuting to Charlotte for the past seven years. So it's not a new thing to me. You're based in Mooresville. Mooresville. Yeah. So, but this is the furthest I've ever had to commute. So, any given morning, if I can get out of the house by like 6.55, I'm still getting to work at like 8.15. Good. So that's over an hour and 10 minutes. Wait. One way. Hour. Wait, when did you say you were leaving? 6.55. Oh, getting there at 8.15. My brain 8:15. registered at 7.55. I'm like, that's really quick, oh, that'd be, actually. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd that's have to crazy. be flying down the toll lanes at like yeah. 90 miles per hour. It also depends how you're commuting. Like from which direction, which roads you take. I mean, obviously, hot take. Well, Traffic depends on which roads you take. Very true. And when you're also traveling from a certain distance, only certain roads are going to make sense. Yeah. So because I'm in Mooresville, the only thing that makes sense is to do 77. Mooresville to South Park, that's like... So my mom lives in South Park. It's like kind of between Pineville and Matthews. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay. I what reala- is it? I realized something yeah. the other day. Uh-huh. Um, so South Park yeah. is between South Boulevard and Park Road. Yes. That's why they call it South Park. Mm-mm. Is it not? So there's South Boulevard, Park Road, South Park. So it's like a tri-street area. Kind of, well, so it's it's South Park's kind of small too, but so like if you're so South Boulevard, and then so if you're looking at the map, South Boulevard and Park Road cross each other at one point. Though. They mm, do they I not? Think they do. Well, it's far up if they do. We're gonna get off this recording, and the first thing I'm gonna do is pull up a map of the city of Charlotte <laughs> and look at the streets and just so, make sure. Yeah, I don't know where they would cross. I because I know like Park Road leads up into like. Um, the shopping center and whatnot, it might, I think it might cross South Boulevard, but it's a ways up towards the center of the city. Okay. But like, as far as where South well, yeah, Park is considered. Because it goes into like Myers Park and then Myers Park turns into Providence, Sheridan, yeah. and then you, it becomes uptown. But as far as in relation to South Park, you got South Boulevard. If you're looking at the map, South Boulevard to the right of that is Park Road. Then to the right of Park Road by like two inter- intersections is then the South Park area. No, you'd be right about that. Yeah. Okay. I'd hope so because I drive there every single day. That's true. <laughs> the last <laughs> time I was there was probably six it, months but, ago, so I don't know. But but yeah, so but but so basically my commute is I hop on exit thirty one. Okay. And I get off at exit five. No, at seventy seven. Okay. Exit thirty two. Thirty one. Up All in right. Warsville. I drive down to exit five. Oh, okay. So like that's where you get off and then exit And then five. it's Tyvola to Park Road. Oh, Tyvola to Fairview, yeah. Cool. 
Um, I'm like the opposite side of 77 where I'm at Westinghouse. Mm-hmm. And I got to go all the way into the city. Yeah. That would take forever. That does take forever. Lord. It's so bad. There was one day at previous company, uh, there was an accident like to a point where it knocked over a telephone pole. It was by Ooh. the time that you didn't work there. Thank God, too, because I came in crying. It took me two hours to get to work. You told me about two that. Two hours. I just walked into the director's office and I'm like, hey, uh, I don't have a two weeks or anything. I can't take this anymore. It is too much stress. Yeah. He was like, nonsense. Sit down. Let's talk about it. Not nonsense. No, he didn't actually say that, but his demeanor was like, how can we remedy this and get you back to your job as soon as possible? Right. And if it's the same director I'm thinking of, then I have, I have thoughts on that director. You you absolutely know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course. So anyway, but that's a whole other conversation that I can't <laughs> we'll have talk about that yet. after. Yeah, um, but that is that is insane. Oh, but again, yeah, it, and granted, and here's the thing again, I it's a mistake that I took 100% responsibility for, more than 100%, and hardly anyone that I know still works there. I think we're not going to drop names, but Mr. Hot Pants, Mr. Sexy Pants, mm-hmm. he doesn't work there anymore. I don't think either, no. does he? Yeah. Nope. Well, when I had him on the show, around the time I had you on the show, he was like low-key, low-key. I'm looking for a new spot at anyway. Oh, no. He got a new job back in like August, September. Yeah. He was so like right after way. I bounced. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And again, the recruiters I've been working with, all when it's consistently across different staffing companies and they have the same things to say, it's like, yo. Yes. And then you reach a threshold where time is only moving forward, right? Right. You're like, okay, I need something to happen kind of soon. Yeah. That's why I was so miffed about the situation with this country club. Like, from February 9th, mm-hmm. I'm under the impression that I'm going to start work February 18th. Right. That didn't happen. What about that whole, like, nine or ten days? I could have been applying you for could have stuff. Been applying I could have been things. interviewing you, an you entire wouldn't, week. You wouldn't have turned down the other job. I ha- Exactly. Yo. Which, granted, that was an office job, too. Do I want to do that? No. That's what I've been trying but to get out of. But income's income right income now. Income is income. I need it. And granted, if you wanted to talk yeah. like, look, After look. After all the stuff that went down with my car, like, I don't have any money left. Right. That happens. Right. I was actually looking to move into a place around Lake Wiley. You would be my neighbor. I would have been your neighbor, hey, but neighbor. but um the the slope of the like the slope of the roads that I was visiting, I'm not about it. South Carolina roads are hell. They are. I'll insane. be the first person to say it. They are. Oh my god, it hell was so bad. So I was yeah. like, you know what? Yeah, this is not gonna work. It would have been a nice price. It was the house. I was only gonna pay like nine hundred bucks, something like that. And I was like. I can't do this. I can't. These roads? No. Because like a, almost a literal 45 degree incline. Yeah. The part near Lake Wiley, which granted I'm still in Charlotte City Limits barely. Yeah. Like if you drive three miles south of my apartment, you're in South Carolina. Right. But um, the area that I live in, it's right before you get to that. Mm-hmm. So if you did want to look at places like within North Carolina still, but in that area, I'd say check it out. The apartments yeah. out there are nice. Good. Uh, but rent is still dumb expensive. <sighs> Do not get it twisted. Dude, even up in Mooresville, where we have apartment complexes nowhere near the lake, Isn't... nowhere near downtown, how are studios 1800 a month? Damn. That Yo. Is, that's the cost of my two-bed, two-bath. That's just like, how? Why? It's more... Dude. I mean, I get it. Mooresville's one of those towns that's got a cute little, like, historic downtown oh, area. Cute enough, it's but not blown for $1,800 up. for not a for studio apartment. Even if it had... And granted, it has blown up in the past 20 years since I moved there. But not for an $1,800 a month so studio. So Charlotte. And it's like you're going to get to the point where you're just taxing all the locals out. I saw yeah. it happen with Asheville. It's just Everything not cute. Everything gets so expensive. And it's like, well, where am I going to live? I'm right. Gonna, I don't want to move to somewhere that's rural. Right. And less expensive. Yeah. And you know what? The last time I went to freaking Boone, because I went to App State. Yes. When I, I was there at App State, 
I paid at most four thirty two a month for my last apartment there. That must be so nice. Asheville when I was went, not like that. When I went back up there, though, the bougie-ass buildings they had along 321, I'm like, that's for sure not going to be that cheap anymore. The mountains are on their way to it. Yeah. No, I've seen it. And it gets to the point where, well, I want a happy life, but I don't want to run myself into the ground. Right. I don't want to take up two jobs just so I can afford to live exactly. where I am. So it's like, what makes for a happy life? And that's been all the past two months have been thinking about like, all right, I'm making a clean break from the corporate world. What do I want to make of my life going forward? Despite when it happens, like ideally, what do I want for myself? Yeah. I just want a job where I feel like I have a healthy balance. Yeah. I don't, I was very averse to going back into the food and beverage industry because it seemed like a step back. Yeah. It like being a server, being a bartender, it seems like those are the, are the jobs that you would start with in high school, high yeah. school, college. Then you work your way up into the like corporate professional right. world where I've been for the past five years, actually yeah. six because I worked for Marriott. Yeah. Yeah. Five, six years. Um, I'm just not happy with it anymore, mm -hmm. or at least not right now. Who's to say, like, I could go back to it in five or ten years, but right now, if it's for my sanity, if I need to take up a job that has a little bit of a pay cut, but, like, is closer to my house, has a better working environment, yeah. and, like, I make... One thing I like about food and beverage, too, is, like, you cash out at the end of the day. It's yeah. not getting paid twice a month. Right. Oh my God. Yeah, that would, that I hate being on salary. It could have been worse. It could have been worse though. My mother's salary, she gets paid monthly. Oh my god, getting paid once a month. You got to be out of your month. mind. Yeah, no, it's I like, need. I like, couldn't do that. Like biweekly at most. At minimum, biweekly. Most. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but. I am someone who likes to have fun, and I do be out here spending money. Oh, and um. here's the other thing: like you would, you wouldn't think that you're not that Sam is sales not over here living her best life because any weekend of the year, all your IG stories are. Even I'm over here in Raleigh for this concert. I'm over here in the Triad for this concert. I'm over here in Asheville for this concert. I'm like in Atlanta for this show. It's like exactly. <laughs> it's like you would not look at your socials and think that Sam is sales not living her life. You would but, honestly think that I have a job right I would now, be like, like looking at the things that I do, mm -hmm. um, which granted it's all been on my own dime, Yeah, but yeah, I've definitely slowed down with that come 2023. Yeah. Not having a car is a big part of it. True. Uh, very true. Thankfully I Unless... have her back. Uh, I had to get my whole engine replaced, Ugh, damn. covered under warranty. Thank God. But I paid for it in time. I spent an entire month at home. Damn. But I do be out here living my best life. Um, going forward, making for a happy life, mm -hmm. doing those things in moderation too. Yeah. I got a little too heady into chasing music. I found myself not really saving money the way I want to. Yeah. Not really having the, I don't want to say my priorities were not where they should have been, but with going to shows comes having a good time and, and we know where that How goes. How that goes. And, I'm trying to take better care of myself. Yeah, yeah. And that's always a great goal to have is to, is to better your just kind of day-to-day -day livelihood. you got to moderate with everything. Yes. I mean, sometimes things do need to fall apart for better things to fall back together. Yeah. And sometimes the thing falling back together is, I'm just going to make better decisions this time. Yeah. Unless, of course, your OF does take off and you are making sister k If month. that's the case, nobody can ever tell me what to do. <laughs> ever again. No one has authority ever over again. my decisions. I will never work for anybody ever again. So while you're going to be in this new food and beverage job, what will your kind of um, kind of goals be in the meantime? Like, are you going to – do you see yourself, okay, once this you're settled into this new role, okay, let's discuss what I do really want to do in the future – 
and like start planning towards it, like moving towards it, building things up? Or what do you think that's going to look like for you? Hot take. Uh, the biggest thing that I want to focus on here is money and not mm-hmm. just making money, but like I need to build it up. Yeah. So being, I wouldn't say without income for two months because throughout February I have been doing short-term, temporary, lucrative things. Like yeah. um, I participated in a paid clinical trial okay. that had me testing different nicotine products. So I did make money from that. Okay, It's over now, sadly. It was only for six appointments and I had my sixth one last week. Um, and then I've been vending with some people in Plaza, like artists I've been with. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Treat Resale. I don't believe I have. They are a thrift collective, so okay. I've been flipping my closet and selling with them. Yo. Which has been, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we should be out there tomorrow in the plaza if you find yourself in the neighborhood. Ooh, I might. Um, but what I really need to do is actually build money, money. not just like gas and grocery money like right. what this has been. Like the money I made from that trial, all of it went towards bills. Yeah. Like it's it's gone. Again, so, the bills are going to be on time even if the employer's not. I know. It ended. Always going to be on time. <sighs> oh, my God. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. It's been, I need to pay back some debts. I have borrowed some money from my mother, as sometimes you have to do when you're unemployed, your car's yeah. in the shop, whatever it is, what it is. So the biggest thing is going to be paying back that debt, mm-hmm. um, reestablishing my savings because I just lived off that all through January. Yeah. So that's all. But at gone. least you had that, and that's one Thank thing I did God have that too. I wasn't smart enough to have either. When I when I last left a job to get that reprieve period that I needed. I didn't have nothing saved up. So at least you are you were smart enough to have that in place. I had a month's worth of bills saved up. I also just had a birthday, so people gave me money. But That's always helpful. Yes, helpful. I mean, it's not like pay your bill money, but it's sure. like it's pay your bills for a month. Yeah. So at this rate, I want to get, before I consider what the next move is, like just reestablish my footing. And yeah. then in the future, I'm just going to have to see how this goes. Like if I like it and I find myself... Enjoying what I'm doing because I'm starting with serving and bar backing. I mean, they want a bartender eventually. Yeah. If that's something I feel like I want to do, bartenders make really good money. They do. It's also another job where you don't take your work mm-hmm. home with you. Right. I would love to just never write another formal email again oh. or make another phone call. Like, Yo. if I could just interact with people face to face, I love it. Right. So, if I could keep that up, I mean, I we'll see where it goes. If I find myself in a different position, maybe mm-hmm. like management, I would do that too. Yeah. And you know what, what a lot of bartenders get to do too, that from what I've seen is that they get to have like their phones and like have IGs or t- TikTok lives going. Yes. So pre- present a show while you're doing yes. it too. What do you then do it? Funny you mentioned shows. Um, a lot of bars have stages and host events. And I mean, these are the events, like you said, I'm always at a show. It, it doesn't matter where. Yeah. If I could just have that at work, like mm-hmm. I'm paid to go to this. Fuck yeah. Sounds Why not? Amazing. Um, also, another fun fact, uh, if I were to be a bartender, I don't drink right now, right. like at this point in my life. So not that I feel like it would be hard to abstain, but I've been, I haven't been drinking the past, like going on six weeks. Well, congratulations. I've, thank you. I've had a couple of slip ups here and there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never miss twice. If I have a couple right. of drinks, I'm like, okay, tomorrow we get back on it. And then it's another like three weeks of no drinking. So to get to that position, I would always be clear minded, mm-hmm. level headed and yeah. like, I don't have an interest in taking any of this. So I'm here for you guys. That sounds good though. Yep. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot better than what 2022 was professionally. Yeah. I started 2022 in a remote office job that I had been at for four years. I was very tired of it. And then I moved into another office job that I was excited about. That's how I met you. Yes. That's how I met a lot of our friends. Yes. And uh, it worked until it didn't. And then I left and now we're here. Yeah. But hey, 
changes are necessary sometimes. All of it's purposeful. Yeah. Things do have to fall apart for them to come back together. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. When you're being run down the way that you spoke about being run down, you know, it's... it's and you remind me a lot about this one uh, creator on TikTok. I think her name was Sarai. And she's the one who's, who's like pushing the whole hashtag act your wage, you know. And she talks a lot about like being silent hired when they put new quiet stuff on you, quiet, quiet quitting and all that stuff. Just don't do that. How about instead of ghosting and avoiding right. and sabotaging, we just handle our conflict right. like adults. And right. if there is a discrepancy, like say retracting an offer letter, you just tell me. Yeah. Just, just say just something. Just let me know. Don't have me show up in person. To and you, and you. yeah, and here's a, here's and here's another thing too. And I've spoken on this before, you know, because you again, you physically went and you interviewed with them. And a lot of times these days, interviews are all virtual, just to save people time and whatnot, so right. they can be more on schedule and whatnot, which is great. But in but even when you had interviews in any version through any medium. What I think is also important is like if it's especially if it's a job that you really, really want and you've done a number of interviews and you say, sorry, you're still not good enough for the job. And if that person that you just told that to is professional enough to be like, thank you so much for the opportunity anyway, can you give me some feedback? The bare minimum that you can do as a professional is provide feedback. Give me some advice. Give them some advice. In this case, I don't think that's what happened. I think that they did just overhire, but it's like, yeah, well, yeah, 100%. what's the deal with management? Like you didn't know how many positions you had open? Right. That's embarrassing. Like you didn't know how many people you were talking to? Because here's because they have yeah. to have gone out of their way they, to reach out to you. They are prepping for spring and summer, and that's mm-hmm. when clubs really pick up. Like sure. I, I worked at a different country club over the summer. That's when it's the busiest. So right. yeah, they are hiring a whole new team mm-hmm. of food and beverage people and like... I understand maybe how numbers could have got miscalculated, but it's the hiding and saving face. It's that part. For me, it's it's the intention. Yeah. I, I like could tell missed, this was not a misunderstanding. Like, it, you definitely have my phone number and email. And, and it's literally the simplest conversation in the world. It's like, hey, Samantha, I'm so sorry. We actually kind of overbooked the number of candidates yes. for the job. You were a great person to interview. We appreciate you, but we're not going to be able to hire you yeah. at this time. Would that have been it's disappointing simple. to hear? Absolutely. Sure. Would I have respected it and been able to move on with my life sooner? If you let me know that yeah. when I called the day before I was supposed to start on yeah. the 17th, that would have given me a whole weekend to mm-hmm. like go and give my resume to people. Yeah. I had to show up on Tuesday. Yeah. You could have also told me the day before I turned down the other job. That's what I'm saying. That part is what I'm still stuck on, for to be very honest. Like, that's just the And then to follow up with them, and the position's been filled, and I'm like, well, great, we're back at square one. Yeah. Damn. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Another thing that this has all shown me is, and I will be the first to admit this, uh, one of my biggest character flaws, if not the biggest, is that I am an impatient person, and I have a hard time trusting the Mm -hmm. process. This is really humbling me, and I'm learning to just take life one day at a time. And I, I have to trust in the process. A lot of things are not going to happen on the timetable that I mm-hmm. have in my head. Right. So I owe it to myself to just exist and not worry about it because I have no control over that anyway. Certain things. The It's not my job to create the end result like, where do I see myself in five years? I don't need to dictate that today. The only thing that's my responsibility and my job is to do what I know is the next best thing. Right. So, so long as I do that, the rest of it's going to fall into place. I just Mm -hmm. have to be patient. Right. So the morals of today's conversation is, one, if you're on the hiring side, communicate in a timely fashion. Please, God. Bare freaking minimum, please. Secondly, like you just said, you can't control the process all the time. 
Learn how to move day by day. You can't control how people will conduct themselves on the other end. That's just a reflection of them and how they handle their business. It's not your fault. You can't control people's responses or lack of response or Mm -hmm. behaviors or lack of behavior. Exactly. That gets really frustrating too. Mm -hmm. And you have to think like, well, what can I do? Yeah. It... It would feel vindicating to call back at the direct line of the food and beverage manager at said country club and be like, all right, what was really your intention here? But that would just be a waste of everyone's time. Mm -hmm. I'm not hired at this place. So what I did like this morning instead, after being sick for three days and finally feeling like a person again, I just went down to Rock Hill and I passed out hard copies of my resume to everyone that I'm like, everyone, do you have openings? Great. Right. And then tomorrow I'm supposed to start a new gig and I'll let you know how that goes. All right. Do it and let me know so that I can like praise you every single time you need to be praised. Thank you. Because that's what I'm here for. Again, that's why I had to keep texting you after I left. Brandon is a fantastic friend. Hey, (laughs) There was that one combo we had. I just left the dude's house. You were like, how's it going? And I'm like, well, this is my situation right now. And I was like, it's like, you know. your suggestion was like, let's get dinner sometime this week. And I, what did you say? He's like, damn, you just, you just got done did by a really hot bachelor and you still made enough time to text me. Yeah. Like that's the kind of friend I am though. Yeah, I was like, wait, you're saying you got, you had sexy time 30 minutes ago and you're texting me just to check up on me. Like, cause like, Thank you're, you. you're like, <laughs> Full transparency in the middle of it. I was like, I heard my phone go off and I was like, I re- and I recognized your name from the angle I was at. I was like, okay, got to text her when we're done here. And then I was got in my car. I was like, fixing my hair that I don't have, get my shirt back on and everything. And I was like, you're like, What's hey, girl, on? just saw this. How's it going? Exactly. <laughs> Talk to me. Give me details. How can I help? That's what I'm here for. It's more selfless Before we end today, how can people best get a hold of you to watch you, to keep up with you, see what you're doing, being bartender, do those lives that I we talked about? I love promoting myself. Okay. Do it. Um, I'm not going to drop this company's name yet because I haven't started yet. I don't know mm-hmm. how it's going to go, um, but I will be working in TKK, South Carolina, which is right beneath the border. Um, my handles on everything, I'm Thrash Particle, not to be thrash confused with particle. Trash Participle, which used to be my Finsta, no longer exists. Wait, sorry, Trash Participle? Trash Participle was the Finsta that I had for years, okay. uh, but it no longer exists. So I'm just Thrash Particle on Instagram. It has an underscore and then Thrash Particle. Twitter is just Thrash Particle. Um, Samantha Sale is my name on Facebook, I guess. What about Tiki Talky? TikTok, that's right. Why am I promoting my Facebook? I'm like, I don't even know. What I'm to barely say. on Facebook. I am Sun Drencher on TikTok, all one Sun word. Sun Drencher. Yep. All righty. So you can find me there. Um, all my concert videos are on there. As you can see, all I do is go to shows. And again, you wouldn't think that she's not living her life with what's on her content typically. Oh, I'd be living. She's, um, she's doing the even damn Even if we thing. have $30 to our name, we are out here living our best lives. That $30 is going towards ticket. It's uh, <laughs> it's going towards gas so I can get home. But the next $30 towards the ticket. Towards the ticket, 100%. <laughs> Thank you so much for hopping back in with me, Thank sharing that crazy me. awesome story, talking about what we got to talk about sometimes when it comes to communications from these professionals out here. Very much needed. I appreciate you for everything that you are. Check her out. I'm going to put all of her uh, links in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. And again, check her out. Thrash Particle on Instagram and TikTok. No, sorry, Twitter. Twitter and then Sundrencher on TikTok. Sundrencher on TikTok. All right. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.
Thank you.